to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth here at exquisite Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala. Two crews. We have the donations crew and floor crew number one, numero uno. I'm going to have the crews introduce themselves, starting with Rodney. Hi, I'm Rodney Gonzalez. I'm from San Jose, California. Uh, hi, I'm Josiah Tejada uh, from San Bruno, California. Hi, I'm Nancy Peabody from San Jose, California. Hello, I'm Judy Higa from Los Angeles, California. I'm Sam Higa from San Jose, California. I'm Jendi Nice from Campbell, California. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast booth. Every one of you have been here before. We have a bunch of veterans, and we just got back uh, from the site. Late bus people did. You guys are all early mm-hmm. bus people, right? So mm-hmm. you've had yes, chance to. Are. That's why you look so rested and relaxed and <laughs> clean. <laughs> and then I was running through the door, like, oh, it's 5.30. And then I realized not everybody was here. Judy so. <laughs> was here. She, was, she and I were staring at each other. It was times <laughs> we're supposed to launch a podcast. Uh, so thanks so much for coming back this year, multiple years, many of you, um, all of you more than once, and uh, we're so grateful. Um, so let's start with donations. Uh, this is, wow, how many years have the three of you been doing donations together? Okay. Three, three yeah, years together. Three years mm-hmm. together, together, right? Mm-hmm. And multiple weeks now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is my, this is the first time I've done two weeks. Two weeks in a row. This is in your second week. This is nice. How's that? Week. How's that going for you? It's going Nancy? pretty good. It's going pretty good. It's a different feel for two weeks, isn't it? It is a different feel. It. Um, I have to say though that it feels normal. Really. It feels like this is the way it's supposed to be, and we're already talking about. Gosh, it's Wednesday tomorrow, and then we just have a couple more days, mm-hmm. and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gone by very quickly. Yeah, very mm-hmm. quickly it has. Uh, so tell me, um, it's you know every year I I see things from a different perspective, and some things jump out at me, and uh, and it, it's always something different. It's never the same year to year. I mean, it's comfortable because we we've been in this village before, right? But what's new this year? What 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 has jumped out at you? What's your f- focus this year? What has struck you in a way that maybe is different from previous years? Um, one of the things I think um, we had a gal Mara last week who um, told us a, a way that she got some donations together with her sorority sisters. So I think what we're starting to notice is all the the different people from different states and different towns the ways that the ways that the way that they gather mm-hmm. clothing and shoes and undergarments it's pretty amazing the clever ideas that they come up with so it's nice to share all these different ideas with everyone and figure out ways to you know collect new items of clothing yeah share that story that Mar- um, Mar- Mara um, was did a really broad great. drive with her sorority sisters so she got a hold of all her sorority sisters and started a broad drive so we've had bras for both weeks for all the young girls, which is really nice, because usually we do have a big shortage on that. Yeah, and it's rare, and a lot of the girls here don't have access to to bras or training bras, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, it's a huge blessing to them. And we actually had quite a few teenagers last week. Yes, we did. Right? Yes, we did. Which is kind of rare, so that was 
little divine intervention that mm-hmm. that happened to all line up. And it was cute because today Nancy had a girl that was really young, but she had asked Nancy if she could have one, so it was mm-hmm. really. And we were able to give her one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So anything, Jenny? Anything? I mean, you've come so many years. Actually, today had a unique experience. At least it's the first time I was getting ready uh, to... We we have people waiting at the door, and Lillian, our director, sends them in to us one by one, collects the tickets, however she does it. And she had just sent this young woman in to me with her baby, and I was working with the baby donations. And I was just getting ready to uh, take her over to our section with the baby things. And she asked through, uh, my husband was there and he translated, she wanted me to pray for her. Oh, really? So before I even gave her donation, she asked if I could pray with her. Hmm. So First time. First time I've been approached like that. Uh, we've in the home when we've asked, is there anything we can pray for you? We've, you know, we've had people multiple times say yes. Can you pray with me? But this is the first time in donations that that's happened, and I just I thought this woman really has a need here. That she was waiting in line all that time, but the the thing that was foremost on her mind was that she could get some prayer today. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, even though the, the the kids and the ladies who had so we did what seventy five people today a is that right? Over, we had some people from <clears throat> Friday that could only get the bus today. Oh, so okay. we did have a few people from Friday that came today. Okay, so generally it's around seventy five to one hundred people per day is what we're able to, do. and they they ration the numbers out so that it you know it's not hundreds of people waiting every day. But we get there this morning at 7 o'clock, and there's a line of 60 or 70 people. And I felt terrible because they're waiting in the sun, and and it's on a street. And But they were all told, you know, that you'll get your number, you can go home, you can come back at, you know, at 9 o'clock. <laughs> they're there at 7 o'clock. But they, they just didn't want to miss their chance, you know. And I, I think it has less to do with us and more to do with other organizations that they run out. You know, they don't plan mm-hmm. like we do. And... So they run out, so people are really desperate. So she had been waiting Mm -hmm. for two hours before the doors opened, and I don't know what time she came through the door. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, it's kind of a busy public place, right, the donations room? I mean, for someone to ask for someone to pray for them, that Mm -hmm. there must have been a real need there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's uh, (laughs) a... It's just not a very private place, you know. There's a lot going on, a lot of activity in, in that. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you and Stuart prayed. No, I just prayed her. with her. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we got the clothes together, and and she went on her way. But I, I just thought, wow, that's that was my first encounter like that in the donations. So. What are some of the things? Uh, do you remember? people being excited about receiving surprised about or, or oh gosh shoes shoes mm-hmm. is usually the biggest and it's it's mm-hmm. funny because sometimes the little kids they don't want to put those old shoes back on 
they'll keep the new shoes on and they own we have a couple of little kids that were actually kind of dancing in the room in their new shoes last mm-hmm. week and this week or they'll come and they'll show you and getting a new pair of shoes is just you know just wonderful for them or um i had an experience of holding up a a shirt for a young a uh, young boy and it was a captain america shirt and I thought, oh, he might like this. And I held it in front of him, and his face just lit up. He was so happy to get a shirt like that. And he was going, see, see. And just being able to do something like that, or you take a little boy up to the little jacket area. We try to have lightweight jackets for them or fleeces. And, you know, he was very quiet the whole time because he doesn't know me, but he's he's letting me help him. And then he sees that bright yellow jacket, and he just reaches over and points to it and thank goodness it fit i was so happy it fit because my heart was going to break if it didn't fit (laughs) but just something like that because i he probably doesn't have that (laughs) and to see that and that color it just that was something that he really wanted and it just it just felt wonderful to be able to provide that i mean we provide for our own children all the time but to help other parents provide by doing this, it, it's very meaningful to me. Judy, we've had a lot of people make donations <clears throat> this this summer. I think we have over 8,000 pounds mm-hmm. of yeah. donations that have been brought in. And people often wonder when they donate something, is it really going to a good cause? Is, is this really going to a good need? Can you speak on that a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, I can see it with my own eyes. Um, These are people, I mean, literally walking in, a boy could be walking with a pair of Crocs, and we're talking about a pair of Crocs that are, that look like they're probably about five years old. They're two sizes too small. They're all torn Mm -hmm. and no socks. So, I mean, not only to get a new pair of shoes, but to get a pair of shoes that actually fit you and, and, that are clean and that cover your feet you know crocs are great but after a year you know a year in the states you're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to wear a pair of crocs Mm -hmm. but these are kids that are wearing them for five years and have outgrown them so so yeah so kids are getting all the clothes that are donated they're get they're getting to wear everything um so there's definitely no question about who gets the clothing the children Mm -hmm. get the clothing the teens get the clothing so everybody goes home with a bag full of things and Jenny, you you see what they're walking in with. You see the clothes mm-hmm. that they're wearing mm-hmm. when they walk in, and uh, it's pretty obvious there's a need, right? Oh yes. They, one little girl walked in, and she had on a fleece jacket that we brought last year. Mm. So it was. I remember it because we bought them on clearance through Lands End, so they're high quality jackets but you can tell that it was washed multiple times and now it's really snug on her (laughs) and she had that on but it was the nicest piece of clothing she had on literally everything else that she had on was just in rags just and her shoes were just falling apart off her feet and just you know it's hard to describe kind of like judy her toes you could tell they were way too small and they were falling off and they were broken here and kind of tied together a little bit and it it was just wonderful to be able to you know welcome her in and 
you know, bring her in and give her some things that were newer than what she had. So what's really nice is that, and and this isn't always the case. I, I wish it was the case that everything that we were able to hand out was brand new. That would really, yeah. mm-hmm. that would be optimum. Mm-hmm. But we have had a lot of newer things this year, so that's been a blessing. We do have new underwear and socks. The socks and blessing. underwear brand new. And toiletries, mm-hmm. those are new things, mm-hmm. new items. Yes. So, uh, and and there is a lot of gently used mm-hmm. uh, items yes. that they yes. they look, you know, they're still mm-hmm. in very good shape. Very good shape. And you know, things aren't thrown away here <clears throat> because they don't fit anymore. They're given to somebody else. Right. So, even though that child may have grown out of it. If there's a sibling or if there's a neighbor, Mm -hmm. a cousin, it goes on and on. So it will be used until it's unusable. Mm -hmm. So speaking of a need and making the best of what you have, I'd I'd really like you guys to describe some of the homes that you've worked in. You've installed concrete floors. Uh, I I know in some of my presentations that I've done, I say we're installing concrete floors, and there's kind of this puzzled look, like, well, who would want a concrete floor? You know, what? Why would you need a concrete floor? Uh, can you guys speak a little bit to what the homes look like? Maybe you can describe a little bit and uh, why they would want a concrete floor. Uh, yeah, a lot of the homes that we go to, um, they don't really have walls. You know, it's just kind of sheets of metal that are up. Um, and then just there's no door it's just kind of a whole open area and a lot of the they don't have floors which is why we install them they're all dirt you know just kind of uneven place of dirt um and it's kind of a lot of times it it's there's even trash you know on the floor or or it's just you know it's not it's not clean it's not uh healthy or nice which is why concrete floors would help a lot um is to help um not maybe change it from like a not as suitable environment to a better at least what we can do to help mm-hmm. have you guys done both bedrooms and kitchens and what are some of the rooms that you've installed uh i'd say it's mostly kind of like living spaces living really spaces. Open, uh, open areas so how would you describe the decor how would you describe what mm-hmm. what it looks and feels like inside one of those living spaces. Uh, lots of plastic buckets hanging across the wall. Really? Yeah. Plastic buckets. What are they doing with the plastic buckets? Uh, I think it's mostly for getting water and stuff. So bringing water from outside in. So there's yeah. no running water. They're bringing water inside. What else? How else would you guys describe the the living quarters inside? Yeah, they're pretty limited in terms of what they have hanging on the walls. They'll have, you know, they'll have a couple nails um, to hang. Um, I'm trying to think of how many real pictures that I saw. I think I saw one with, uh, like, a a child's did some sort of a craft on a wall. Um, but there's just, there's not a lot of things there. Um, and, you know, like Sam said, it seems like, what is there is out of some form of necessity of kind of living day to day as opposed to like art or something like that. Right, right. Randy, you've 
you've come many, many years, and we keep trying to break you. You're on this floor cruise every single year, <laughs> and you still come back. And, uh, you know, I know you're a really busy guy, and you have uh, um, a great job. You can be a lot of other places. Why you come back and sweat like crazy mm. and work like a dog, um, pouring concrete, I mean, manually pouring concrete and moving... Uh, all that uh, concrete material three times a day uh, for a week on end. What what motivates you to keep coming back? I would say there's a number of things. I mean, I, I can remember speaking. I always leave with something more. Uh, you know, when we come and do floors. Okay, big deal. Anybody here could do floors. It's 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 not really high. High intellectual work, right? <laughs> um, no, no, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I always, at the end of the week, I always feel so much better. Um, I also just feel a lot more connected. Uh, this is a great week of just connecting with people and connecting with families. Um, I mean, today we were. I was just showing pictures of of our children and my and, my, and our grandson to the families, and, and they were we were sharing things, and you know they wanted to show me their their pig, and so <laughs> they had their two pigs, and here is and they walked me over and this pig, and it's, this pig's two years old, and here's little Paquito pig, and, <laughs> and and you know it's just it's just a different. It's a very different world, but it's just a lot of fun, and it was adventure driving through the through the town yeah. today, and and, and, today. and kind of moving around through there. So um, it's it's always exciting. Um, I, it, but I always feel like you know, a couple of weeks before, I'm like, oh, do I really re- am I really ready to do this again? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of work. You know, I have so many other things I have to do. And, you know, I get here and I forget about those things mm-hmm. and I really enjoy and it really kind of resets me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what's really important. And I frankly think I'm a better, when I go back to work, I think I'm a better um, representative of the company. When I, um, you know, I, I think the idea of a servant leader is what I try to speak about with people at work and it this is you know this is my example of it and it really reminds me of what that's supposed to be mm. Mm. so praise god so that's why I come back <laughs> <laughs> long answer <laughs> good answer Josiah this is your second year right yes and uh and I'm always curious about people who return for the first time. Uh, I know you have a lot of things you could be doing. You're a busy kid, and uh, so I'm just curious what what motivated you to come back this year. Um, I think uh, it's just kind of like coming on this trip. It it's nice because. You know, again, you get to help people, and that's also always really good. But it's also kind of a break from everything back at home. Mm. And it kind of helps because, I mean, you know, it's summer. 
and for a kid, you know, I have nothing to do too much, but, <laughs> but it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and especially since, you know, we don't have um, service here, so we don't have our phones to use, you know, which also helps to just tune out, you know, everything. Is that, is that hard for you? You know, I think the first time it was, <laughs> just because it was like, I have never gone that long without just, <laughs> <laughs> without, without using a phone, you know, right? Yeah. And, um, but this, but this time I was like, all right, now I know what to do. So I just brought some books, which didn't know existed until now and, um, started reading, <laughs> started reading a little more, um, and talking and playing cards and <laughs> just hanging out with other people. Um, so it's, 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 it's kind of nice for just a break from that for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think I just, another reason I like coming back is cause, um, you know, every year you, you make uh, new memories and you learn new things no matter how many times you come back. Um, you know, I did floors last year, but even this year it's just learning new Spanish words. <laughs> um, and just, you know, new little details on maybe what you could do better or, you know, make new friends. or Yeah. Right. Sam, was it hard for you to give up <clears throat> technology for a week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we say often this isn't Disney World. You know, this isn't the U.S. and and um, uh, it's challenge. You know, the culture can be challenging in 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 many ways. And uh, I think you know, especially for your generation, you guys live on your phones and that. So uh, so have you had any like? Josiah said he brought some books. Did you have any techniques of how to uh, deal with that? All that time that you spend on the phone usually. Uh, mostly just listen to music and socialize. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Sam, you come with your family. You guys have grown up through this mission. Mm-hmm. When? How old were you when you first came? Do you remember? Like eight or something like that. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. So what? Nine years. Yeah, it's a long time. Tell me what it's like coming and serving with your family in a place like this, a mission like this. And I don't know, it's just kind of been like a regular thing now. Like, like it's normal, you know. I've kind of like done this my entire life. I don't know anything different, you know. Right, yeah. right. And this is your extended family, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a big group of from your church come every year and so uh, it's like being at home but yeah. no phone <laughs> <laughs> well many or probably all of you had supporters people back home you were either praying for you mm-hmm. or helped you financially to come here and I'm just curious if you had any thoughts for them uh, final words for them uh, to those who who sent you Um, I just like to say thank you to all the people that help us every year because um, it does get hard asking for that every year, but every mm-hmm. year people amaze me. Um, this year we got a lot of huge um, help with some of our friends, you know, bigger than the last few years. So I'd like to thank everybody and just say, you know, they're here with us. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to do this every year. And um, 
everybody has their own thing. Some people don't want to travel. Some people, you know, would rather donate clothes or donate money or pray. So it's everything is appreciated. We appreciate everything they do, and thanks to them, we're here. Mm-hmm. Amen. Very much appreciated. Yeah, because that's the hard. I think that's the hardest part of going on a mission mm-hmm. is that um, having people you know kind of sending out a letter and stuff I've always had problems with that but I am amazed every year just like Judy is is that how many people willingly want to support you while you do this and I've had people say this is what I can do this is how I can support this mission by donating to what you need to make the trip and to be there and I never thought of it that way but it, it does give people a, an opportunity in a different way of supporting a mission team. Yeah, because they, like mm-hmm. Judy said, they maybe they can't come, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason. There's a lot of people for health reasons they can't travel um, or they're not able to financially come themselves, mm-hmm. but they can make a small contribution to you and send you. So, yeah, you are their ambassador, right? So... That's yeah, fantastic. I want to say thank you, too, because for years and years, people have sponsored us, supported us to come down, and we really couldn't come down if we didn't have that help and support. And then again, the donations, it's just, mm-hmm. that is one of the most overwhelming and difficult things about coming mm-hmm. down here, because it's very time-consuming to yeah. take to gather things, to pack things, to, you know, and we purchased a lot this year, you know, what we could, but even that, it's just such a drop in the bucket for what we need down here. So um, without all these people back at home that have supported us and sponsored us and brought, brought things for us to pack and helped with that, you know, it wouldn't be the mission that it is, so. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can easily click on another part of the website and see the pictures. And you're going to see the generosity of everybody that sent donations. You're going to see the children that are benefiting from that generosity. And you're going to see what we're talking about. And I highly recommend you do that. Yeah, and if if you're subscribed to this podcast, uh, you can just touch the click on the show notes and you you can click right through to our website now it's a time for missions.com and if you'd like to hear updates you can go to now it's time for missions.com and click the podcasts tab at the top and you can subscribe and listen to uh these podcasts but there's lots of like on that site Mm -hmm. literally hundreds of photos Mm -hmm. and great photos great slideshows and uh, and there's ways that you can donate as well if you go to the donate page, mm-hmm. uh, you can support us that way. And I and I'm and I am mm-hmm. very um, I'm amazed how far the donations go, mm-hmm. how far your contributions go on this trip. I mean, uh, listening to Lillian speak yesterday, and the amount of families that are are being touched. Um, by this work is incredible, and uh, you know, as a as a as a business guy, I just look at the the return on 
on this investment that people are making into this ministry, and it is it is uh, returning uh, in- incredibly uh, in multiple in multiple multiple ways um, to these to these families. And so, I just want to say thank you for all of everyone who has uh, donated um, both their time and their and their prayers and their thoughts um, into this into this ministry. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Well, that's my turn to say thank you. <laughs> and I want to echo what everyone has said here. If you're listening to this, uh, we I, I tell the crew this all the time. We cannot do this without them. And we cannot do this with you, all those who've supported. Even just those small prayers. I truly believe in the power of prayer. There are so many things that can go wrong here uh, logistically, and um, I truly believe it's the power of prayer that gets us through mm-hmm. by the grace of God that we're able to serve uh, these literally thousands of people through this mission just this summer alone. So thank you for all of your support. Thank you to everyone around this table for uh, for coming and coming back and serving with such a passion and with such a heart and giving so much love to these families year after year. We're truly humbled and honored to serve side by side with each and every one of you. So thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga, may God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.